Hello everyone. How are you today? Welcome to Tall Tales with Alex, your gateway into a universe of adventure and discovery. It's so great to have you with me for today's journey. We're going to use our imaginations today, so get ready to think up all kinds of amazing things. Maybe you could keep using your imagination to do some drawings of our adventure today. I would love to see what you create. To the parents, guardians, and teachers, you can find me at Tall Tales Alex on Twitter and Tall Tales with Alex on Instagram. And don't forget to subscribe to be the first to find out when a new story has been uploaded. Now, let's dive into a world of imagination. We're back for another adventure with River and today. This time, they're discovering all the tiny little creatures that live outside. The ones that are so small that we often don't see them. River and were in the back garden enjoying a lovely day of sunshine. River was teaching one of his favorite games to play. River loved making up all different kinds of games. Today, they were playing a game where they were pretending to be race cars. They were running around in the back garden making loud car noises that sounded like this. In River's imagination, the racetrack was in a dusty desert full of large mountains. When he raced, lots of sand was thrown up into the air, creating big clouds of dust behind him. His car was bright blue, just like his football boots, and had a big white flame on the side. On your marks, get set, go! shouted River, and off they sped around the track. River was going so fast that he had to skid as he turned around a corner, nearly running right off the racetrack. They ran through the garden, under the table, around the chairs, underneath the big tree that lived in, and back to where they started. River was really fast and won every single race. As they were playing, looked down and saw something moving in the grass. He crouched down to get a closer look. It was small, black and shiny. It had six legs, two long antennae and two rather big pincers at the top of its head. Had never seen anything like it at the zoo. Oh my goodness gracious me, there seems to be some sort of tiny alien crawling through your garden. River loved aliens. He'd always wanted to meet one. Oh no, that's not an alien. That's an insect, said River. Although I do understand what you mean. There are lots of insects that look like they could have come from other planets. An insect, you say? Well, I've never met one of those. They were always in a special building at the zoo in little glass cages. I can speak lots of different animal languages, but I can't speak any insect languages. Oh, I wish I could say hello and ask its name. Well, why don't you come up with a name for it? asked River. Oh, yes, that sounds like jolly good fun. Let me see what I can come up with. Thought for a bit. He had never had to name anything before. He didn't know what to call it. Monkey names and human names were different, so he thought 
insect names might probably be different too. He looked at the beetle, trying to think of a name that he thought it might like. Oh, I think I know what I'd want to call it. When I found it, it was tootling along through your garden, and it had those big pincers on its head. So, why don't we call it Tootle Pincelot? This made River laugh. He thought it was an excellent name. Tootle's Pincelot. I like it. I think the beetle would probably like it too. Hello, Tootle Pincelot. How do you do? And the beetle stopped walking, raised one of its little legs in the air, and gave a tiny wave. Oh, look, I think it does like that name. Then it opened up its wings and flew off into the distance. Wow, it can fly. I never would have thought that a creature that looks like that could fly. I wonder where it's off to. It looks so very different to anything I've seen before. It had a kind of hard and smooth body, not at all like all the hair I've got. Beetles have got a very hard shell. Not all of them do, but lots of them. Like that one, that was a stag beetle, said River. Their shells keep them safe from big animals or falling from trees. My, how do you know all this information about beetles? I go to forest school. We learn about all kinds of things to do with nature. There's loads of different kinds of insects, more than you can possibly count in your whole lifetime. They're usually pretty tiny. Beetles are one of the biggest insects that I've learned about. But there's lots more really small insects crawling around in this garden right now. How fascinating! Do you think you could show me some of them? Asked I know just where we can find some. Follow me! And River led over to the corner of the garden. In the grass was a small lump of dirt with a hole at the top. This is an ant's nest, said River. Ants! are tiny, tiny little insects. Sometimes they're black, sometimes they're red. The ones that are red can bite you, so I make sure to stay away from them. But these ones are just some nice little black ants. This little pile of dirt is mud that they've dug up from underneath the ground. Under here is a big maze that twists and turns in all different directions that the ants live in. Goodness me! Well, that all sounds very clever. I don't suppose we could call them out? I know what might get them out, said River. Ants love to eat sweet things, just like me. Let me see what I can find. So River hurried inside and looked around the kitchen. He found the fruit bowl. Fruit is very sweet. River liked it a lot, so he thought it would be perfect to draw the ants out of their nest. He picked a strawberry from the bowl and took it back outside. This should do the trick, he said. I like strawberries because of how tasty and sweet they are, so I'm sure the ants will enjoy it too. And he placed the strawberry not far from the opening of the nest. River and waited a moment. Nothing happened. They waited a little longer, and finally they saw a tiny little black dot appear from the nest. There you go! That's an ant, said River. The ant looked around, waving its tiny little antennas in the air. 
It ran very fast for its size. It whizzed over to the strawberry and began to get a closer look at it. It looked like it was sniffing it and stroking it with its antenna. It had tiny little pincers for a mouth, not at all like the big ones on the stag beetle. It took a little bite and scurried back to the nest, disappearing as quickly as it had arrived. Oh, I wish it had stayed around a bit longer, said It was so small and I don't think I got to see it properly. I would have liked to have come up with a name for it. I don't think you need to worry about that. Look, said River, pointing at the ant's nest. And from the hole at the top of the nest, there suddenly appeared hundreds and hundreds of ants. They were marching in a line towards the strawberry. When each ant would arrive at the strawberry, it would take a bite and then run back down the line towards the ant's nest and back inside. There's so many of them and they're so little, I can't work out if there's just lots and lots of them or if it's just the same ants coming back in and out. I think it's a bit of both. Each ant's nest has so many ants. My teacher at forest school once told me that each ant's nest has thousands and thousands of ants inside. There are more ants in the whole world than there are human beings, said River. Goodness me, I don't think I could come up with that many names, said Something that's very cool about ants is how strong they are. They don't look very strong because they're very small, but they're one of the strongest creatures on the planet. There are ants that can pick up things that are 50 times heavier than they are. It's still not very heavy compared to what a human or a monkey can lift, but for their size, it's a lot. If I was as strong as an ant, I would be able to lift a car above my head. Well, that would be a handy skill to have as a superhero. Maybe ants are the superheroes of the insect world, said River looked at shook his head and said, I'm sure ants would be really good superheroes, but there's one kind of insect that's a superhero to the whole world. Really? But insects are so little. How can something so little be a superhero for the whole world? Well, follow me and you'll find out, said River. And he led over to some very bright flowers. These are very pretty flowers, said But what do they have to do with superheroes? Listen closely. Can you hear anything? asked River closed his eyes so that he could focus on listening even better. He listened really hard and leaned in close to the flowers. There was a very faint buzzing noise. Yes, I can hear something. It sounds like this. What is that? Those are bees, said River. Open your eyes and have a look opened his eyes and peered closer at the flower bed. He could see lots of little floating insects buzzing from flower to flower. They were black and yellow and a little bit fuzzy. They didn't fly in a straight line. Instead, they wobbled all over the place, up and down, left 
left and right, but they always seem to find their way to a flower. Ah, yes, I see them, but I still don't understand how something so small can be so important. Well, there's lots of different creatures that live in our world. Together, we create one big world that works. This little bee may be tiny, but it plays an enormous part in how the world works. When it flies to one flower, it picks up something called pollen and carries it to another flower. By doing this, they help new flowers and plants to grow. These flowers and plants make up a lot of our world, and they also make up a lot of our food that we eat. They also create lots of food for other animals to eat. So we need to look after the bees and make sure they can keep doing all of their good work," explained River. Wow! That's a lot of work for something so small. It must be very tired," said River nodded. Yes, they often do get tired. Sometimes you might see a little bee crawling along the floor. That means it's probably so tired that it can't fly away right now. But something you can do is get a little bit of water and put some sugar in it. And if you bring that sugar water to the bee, it will drink it, and then it will have enough energy to fly again. Was very impressed by how much River knew about insects. I'll definitely make sure to keep an eye out for any bees that I can help. They seem like they deserve all the help they can get. But just at that moment. Was distracted by something flapping and floating down from the sky. It gently landed on Pt's hand. Oh my! Now this is fascinating. What do you think had landed on? It was a butterfly. This butterfly was called a blue monarch, and it was extremely beautiful. It had bright blue wings that were a very light blue at one end, and turned into a darker and darker blue at the other side of each wing. It had black swirls and lines along its wings, and bright white dots right along its edges. It sat on Wood's hand and slowly opened and closed its wings. River came over and had a close look at it. Butterflies are one of my favourites, he said. They're really cool. They don't start as butterflies. They start as caterpillars. Caterpillars are little insects that crawl along plants and eat leaves. When they've eaten enough leaves, they wrap themselves up in something called a cocoon and go to sleep. And when they open it to leave, they've transformed into a butterfly like this. They also help the bees with the work that they do. They don't do quite as much as the bees, but they still do a lot, and they're very important. Watch the butterfly with big eyes. He thought it was wonderful. It's the brightest blue I've ever seen. It's even brighter blue than the sky. And then, the butterfly was gone. Flap, flap. Lapping into the sky, fluttering all over the garden, and off into the distance. I think the butterfly might be my favourite insect so far. There's lots and lots of insects in the world. That was only a few. 
If you look carefully when you're outside, you can nearly always find an insect nearby, River said. It's amazing how something so little can do so much good. Sometimes we might think that big things are the best, but it's important to know that little things are often even better. Just because someone or something is little, that doesn't stop them from being extremely important or special. River nodded and said, And it's also important to remember to look after all the creatures on our planet, big or small. Not just because they need us to make sure they're okay, but also because a lot of the time we need them. If it weren't for all the little bees, beetles, butterflies and ants, we wouldn't have a lot of the really cool things that we do. And the monkeys? Don't forget about the monkeys! River laughed. Of course, I'll always look after you, and I know you'll always look after me. And that is the end of this story. Thank you so much for joining me on that adventure. What was your favourite part of the story? What's your favourite insect? Maybe you could use your imagination to draw an insect. Maybe you could even use your imagination to invent a completely new insect. I would love to see what you make. If you're enjoying Tall Tales with Alex, don't forget to tell your friends about it. It would be amazing to share these journeys with even more children. There's loads more adventures to go on, so don't forget to subscribe and follow to be the first to find out when a new story is ready to listen to. Parents, guardians, teachers, you can find me at Tall Tales Alex on Twitter and Tall Tales with Alex on Instagram. I'm already looking forward to our next adventure. I'll see you then.